Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This week, the week of April 10th, 2023. We got a lot happening. This is a big week for us. I want to run through a couple things before the podcast starts. First off, check out the size up. The size up by National Fire Radio is a lifestyle podcast about health and wellness and lifestyle. It is anchored by Pip, our buddy, our little guy with the mohawk. He's out there. He's pushing hard, and his episode drops every Tuesday. Check him out. Give him some support. Look him up on social media. That's the size up by National Fire Radio. FDIC is approaching. We're teaming up with the 2448 podcast. Sam Massa from High Viz LED Lighting, his podcast where he talks to firefighter or first responder-owned businesses, entrepreneurial people that are in our lane. Check out the 2448 podcast. We're going to be sharing a booth with them at FDIC this year. Booth number 13073-13073 at FDIC. We'll be right in the main hallway, right by registration and Firefighter Row. There is a line of firefighter-owned businesses that are lining down the hallway this year. You want to be there. Support our own. Check it out. FDIC 2023 national fire radio in the 2448 podcast we'll be sharing a booth together 13073 come see us we'll put out times and guests of when we're going to be live broadcasting from the booth this friday april 14th the new national fire radio website goes live it's been a long time coming we have a tremendous amount of content that's been being put up on the website we're going to go from a t-shirt and swag selling website to an anchor-based media platform this is phase one of the process, and we have a lot more coming uh, as phase one drops. Coming that Monday morning, Monday uh, morning the 17th, you're going to see a whole new side of National Fire Radio and content delivery and how we're going to be pushing this job forward. We're getting into some different things that we haven't done before. We're partnering up with incredible people in the industry to start bringing you different types of content that we haven't done before so we are excited for that so the website is up nationalfireradio.com on friday april 14th and then on april 17th something very new drops and we'll be all over it this weekend advertising and letting you know what that is and lastly i just want to say this without partners without the collaborations that we have in place we wouldn't be able to do this and so as I sign off every podcast where I say talk about the job because it makes the job better, I truly believe that now more than ever, I believe it. So talk about the job. Take what we do here at National Fire Radio and spread it. Go talk about the job and tell everybody how good it is. And do me a favor. Before we hop into the podcast, we can't do this without the sponsors that help us bring this information forward. And so do me a favor. Give a listen and check out our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the podcast, Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew from Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing metal helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 metal fronts in the market, they are a leader in the metal helmet front space. Their creativity, as well as customer service, sets them apart from the competition. They are manufacturing one-offs within 24 to 48 hours to ship to your door not only that but head over to taylorstins.com and you'll see all the other products that they offer right now on their homepage, they have a whole page dedicated to vintage metal prints it's so cool to see the original prints of the fire apparatus fire hydrants fire helmets fire boots flashlights it's so cool they are printed metal tins that hang on the wall 
that are aged and look to be from the original days of when these prints were drawn, looking for copyright and trademarks. It's really cool. Taylor and his crew are super creative. They're always pushing the envelope as to what products they offer to the fire service. Check them out at www.taylorstins.com. That's again, taylorstins.com to get a hold of Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. This episode's brought to you by the 2448 Podcast. If you're a first responder with an entrepreneurial streak, check out the 2448 Podcast. Hosted by Sam Massa, who built lighting company Hi-Viz LEDs. During his off time, he serves as a volunteer firefighter and professional EMT. Each week, we tell the stories of different first responder-owned businesses, from small startups to food trucks to companies like National Fire Radio and Fire Department Coffee. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Go to the2448.com for more information. That's www.the2448.com for more information about this killer podcast. And if you're coming to FDIC this year, join us in booth 13073, right by the entrance in the main hallway where National Fire Radio, yes, us, in conjunction with the 2448 podcast, will be teamed up for live shows throughout the duration of FDIC. It's going to be a killer week out in Indy. Join us at booth 13073 right in the main hallway where you come right into the convention center. We're going to be right there live broadcasting throughout the week. Come see us. Guys, thanks for checking it out. Check out the 2448 podcast. And now without further ado, the daily episode. Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Jeremy with National Fire Radio. Today's going to be fun. Uh, two weeks ago, I was down in Alabama, Fairhope, Alabama, at a conference, hanging with some of the best guys that I've met in the industry. Hands-on weekend. We had a blast. And I wanted to introduce today Anthony Rowett. Anthony, thanks for joining me, brother. Oh, anytime. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, man, this is fun. So you've been on the podcast before, probably uh, close to two years ago, I bet. You were, you've been on the podcast. You run a training company, Port City Fire Training, uh, based out of Mobile, Alabama. You are a captain in Mobile, Alabama, Engine Company 3. You teach nationally. You travel the circuit with a lot of the guys uh, doing a lot of engine company work and so on. So you've been around the block, man. You've been doing this for a while. You do some podcasts. You've done some, uh, you know, some articles and things. So you've been doing this for quite a while. And I know that you have uh, just this incredible passion for training and paying it forward. And um, and so that's why we're here today, man. You um, You invited me to Alabama two weeks ago. Uh, or you invited me longer than that, but the, the conference was two weeks ago, March 25th and 26th down in Fairhope, Alabama. And you invited me through your newly formed foundation, the Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation, which is a not-for-profit training group based out of um, Alabama. And the point of that was to bring in talent and teaching and training on your home turf to educate firefighters in your home state. Yep. Yep. So talk to me a little bit about that, right? Because, you know, I just, yep. I just built up your pedigree a little bit about traveling nationally, teaching all over the country. And then at home, you've built out a not-for-profit to help benefit where you started and where you came from. So like, I'd love to just hear a little bit about the mindset and talk to me a little bit about the Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation. All right. So we'll start with kind of where the idea came from and yeah. uh, bring in the other people too, because it wasn't just my idea. There was 100%. a lot of people involved in it. 
So, you know, obviously it started with me going to conferences and all that kind of stuff. And I ended up meeting people, getting into teaching and give, just given a lot of opportunities. And I was blessed for by people that gave me an opportunity to start teaching with them. And it, and it just spread everything for me and created a lot of opportunities for me to get to travel and meet a lot of guys around the country. But in that process of going to conferences where you're around a lot of people and then also going to smaller events or going to individual departments around the country and seeing how other things were um, kind of sparked the, the drive to do this foundation for home. Um, so part of it was really just to take care of home. Like I'm from New Jersey originally, uh, but I, I got on the job down here, 19, been here ever since. And, um, you know, I wanted to do something for home because what I realized was there's a lot of things I, I was blessed with and took for granted. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to kind of bring it back. So I noticed that these conferences, like we weren't seeing a lot of people from Alabama. So I didn't know is that, you know, they don't know it's there because I was blessed. Pensacola has five conferences a year and it's an hour from my house. Right. It was, I'm friends with those guys. They gave me the opportunity to go start teaching there, but it was always just an hour drive. It's nice and easy for me. It's not a lot of expense. I don't have to pay for airfares. Just go over there. I could drive back and forth if I didn't even want to pay for a hotel. Right. So the convenience of it was I took for granted. I started realizing a lot of people, you know, from the state weren't there. And I was just taking that for granted um, that it was just so close. So one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to do something that brings training to Alabama and makes it both affordable for guys here and local. So you took the airfare out. You started bringing that price down. Plus any class we do is open to any firefighter in the United States. Anybody can come, but if you're from the state of Alabama, you get a discount just for being from here. So our goal was it's always affordable, but if you're from here, we'll take a hit on it and we're going to make it even more affordable by giving you a discount. And it's also close. So worst case scenario, you got a few hour drive. You're not flying anywhere. We can bring it affordable and local to you. Yeah. The other thing I started ahead. noticing. So the other thing that I really realized I took advantage of, or I took for granted, I should say, not for advantage of, is just where I work. So not a huge job and compared to other places, but a decent sized job, 500 members. Um, and I've always worked in the downtown area, the oldest firehouse in the city, a lot of tradition. Every crew has a bunch of really senior guys. All the bosses, except for me, are very senior guys. They all got over 25 years, multiple over 30 years, and they have held on to our traditions very, very tightly. A lot of them are generational firemen. Their, their dads were on the job. And they've really held on to those traditions. And I came up in that firehouse. So it was very, it was very blatant when you got there. Like, this is the way we do things. If that ain't for you, you, you just work somewhere else. Find a new home in the, in the city. You got yeah. a bunch of other options. Yeah. And they really held on to those traditions. And I loved it. And, uh, but what I realized with that was not everybody has those extremely senior and experienced guys that are just very strong leaders and good mentors. And that I took that for granted because to me, that's all I knew. When I got on the job, that's what I had. I had bosses like that. I was around people like that. And I started realizing not everybody has that. So by doing the foundation, I can bring these examples of these very experienced senior guys that are good instructors, good mentors, and bring them to people that might not have that as easily as I did that. I took it for granted. All I had to do was show up to work, and I had these guys invested. Yeah. And everybody not, might not have that. And when I started talking to people and realizing – like, man, I, I really had, I was blessed. I took that for granted that all I had to do was show up to work and these guys put everything they had into me. They held on to the old school ways and the traditions and they taught you the way they were taught. They taught you what worked on the job. Not, not something they read in a the book. They just taught you their experience. Like, Hey man, we do this because this happened. 
And it was just something I've realized I took for granted. And I wanted to bring those kind of people to everybody in Alabama and say, if you don't have it at home, start seeking it. And it doesn't always have to be in your job, especially if you're a newer job or a really small job. There's other people around here that will invest in you and give you everything they have. And I didn't want it to be like, I realized, man, all I had to do was go to work and I had that. And these guys don't. And I didn't do something to try to bring that to them. Well, so that was kind of the second driving force of that foundation. Yeah, I love that. I mean, because those those are big things, man. I think oh, yeah. I think when you're in a good fire company or in a good fire department, right, good city, right, municipality, yeah. wherever you work or, or you volunteer, if it's a good atmosphere, you do take it for granted because you don't realize what the other side of the coin is until maybe you go experience it elsewhere. And everybody always thinks the grass is greener somewhere else, right? We always, even in the best of department, we find things to complain about or things that we're not happy about. But in the grand scale of things, things are very, very good. For you to recognize that and then understand that there's people that are lacking that in their own careers or in their volunteer departments, and you want to be able to provide that on a local level, I think is wild. So we all take for granted what's in front of us a lot of the times, right? Until we go and see it somewhere else. But for you to recognize that and then to put it out there and in an affordable way to expose other people to the experiences, the fortunate experiences that you've had throughout your career is huge. And to do that through a not-for-profit, I mean, you're, you are working on behalf of, you know, this doesn't go in your pocket. Every, every dollar spent is going to a charity or going back to the experience for the firefighters that are there. Correct. My bad. I, I hit you on mute on accident. No, yeah. you're good. But we're putting it all back into it, uh, doing everything we can. And, uh, we try, I mean, I think it shows in what we're trying to do that we have two different types of training we do. Uh, so, like, you came down for a conference, so yes. we actually do charge for those, and we give a discount um, if you're from the state of Alabama. So that's one of our, our focuses, and they're on weekends, so they are available to both the career guys and the volunteers because in this area it's a lot of volunteers. But they're on a weekend. It's either one full day or both full days on the weekend. But we had also recognized, like, that really targets the career guys uh, because a volunteer has to give up his week at work and then his whole weekend to go train. So we tried to do also what we call, quote, drill night trainings, which we typically on a Tuesday night, because uh, that's when a lot of volunteers around here do their drill nights. So they're already coming together. And we said, instead of this department being over here with 10 members showing up and you're drilling on this, and this department's got 12 over here for their drill night, they're drilling on this. Let's get everybody together in one local place. We'll bring you in a national instructor and we're going to give it away. So we do the, the big conferences we do charge for, and then you get a discount if you're from the state. And then we also have a, what we call our drill night trainings, and we just give those away. They're free of charge. Just come together. We'll bring people in. So like this year already, we did one drill night in uh, January. We got some local guys together, and we went over uh, just north of where you were at. Uh, we did that one in Spanish Fort. It's in Baldwin County again, and we gave it away. Uh, May 1st, I just announced it yesterday, Clay McGee from Birmingham. Nice. He's going to do a uh, – a free lecture on forcible entry followed by like a little demonstration, light hands on. We're going to give that away for free in May. Um, we've got another conference coming up uh, in, in Mobile itself in July, Mike Turpak coming in. Yeah. There'll be discounts for that for everybody. Uh, in August, we'll be in Decatur. It'll be a two day seminar. So it'll be discounts if you're from Alabama, myself, uh, Todd Edwards from Atlanta, Mickey Farrell from New York, Mo Davis from Houston. And then we're working on a few more drill nights to set up to just give away to fill out the year. So we try to take everything we get, put it into that and in the best way we can. Some of them, 
to bring a bunch of people in is expensive. So we do have to offset the cost of it somehow. But then we also take whatever else we have and we put it into events and bring one person in for a drill night and say, guys, don't spend money. Just come together. You're going to run together in mutual aid. Come together, get on the same page. We'll bring you a national instructor and we're going to give it away. Uh, so we do that. And then our other goal is for kind of like the stage three of it down the road is our goal is to take a trailer, fill it with equipment and training props that we've, we developed from putting these classes on as we fill that trailer up and say, hey, the you don't have a forceful entry door. You need it. Call us up. We'll bring you this trailer and you pay the mileage to get it up there and back and we'll leave you the door for, you know, a week. So that departments, they don't, departments don't have a lot. They don't have to bust their whole yearly budget just yeah. to buy a forceful entry door. Yeah. We can try to do something to get it, you know, to try to assist in that as well. That's the goal down the road. Oh, I love and that. We've, just, we've had a ton of support and I, I got to mention that, like, we do have a good board to me. I think uh, there's some local people, myself, Joe Pettis, who you met in Fairhope. Yep. Um, my wife, Todd Edwards from Atlanta, his wife, Mickey Farrell, Howard Reinwalt. That's our board kind of running it, but you saw in Fairhope, we can't do it without a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. Absolutely. The guys that don't put their face on the flyer, the, the guys in Fairhope are amazing. We've been doing this for years now. Um, we just didn't have the foundation. We were just doing it on our own. And these guys build out, they have an amazing training center. They build out tons of props for us. And they put a lot of time in all behind the scenes for no credit, just because they want to help their county. They want to give something back to their county. And I think that's pretty amazing. And these guys don't ask for any credit, but it, it definitely goes... We, without saying we couldn't do what we're doing without those guys. Um, we've got support from Mobile County Commission for like Mike Turpak coming in. Uh, there have been discussions with the fire college that relates to the, the state's fire academy. The kind of relationship there hasn't been 100% defined yet, but they're like, we 100% want to support what you guys are doing. Yeah. So it, it, there's support on all levels, which, which kind of tells you you're doing a good, well, you know, the right thing. Well, but, and I'll say, so I'll we're say this. It'll grow really yeah, I'll say this, Anthony, being in a front row seat of it two weeks ago in Fairhope, Alabama, and watching that conference come together from, you know, the planning stages up through execution of the day. Uh, you're talking 75 dialed in students that were there that wanted to be there and they got put through the paces, man. And not only that, but to bring this type of training to a small town, if you will, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's a small town, but, you know, it's, it, it is the suburbs, right? It's, it's you know, a right. volunteer department. And the people that came in from around came in from career departments, volunteer departments, et cetera, all the way around them. And people drove for hours to get there for the weekend. And it was a commitment on their part to be there. But look at what you were able to do. And this is what's really cool, and I want to point this out, is that, People often don't get the ability to work with nationally recognized instructors, right? Guys that travel the country teaching, you know, the ins and outs of the fire service, whether through lecture or hands-on. And for what you were able to do with your connections as you travel nationally and have made these friendships along the way, you now see the value in bringing them in under your not-for-profit and bring them in and sharing national talent with small-town departments, if you will. And I think what the, the value that that brings, right? Like, listen, there are guys that are, there's people that teach all over the country in the fire service that are influential and make a difference and they have a great lesson and this and that. But when you can bring in some big name talents, the guys that walk the big stages, say at FDIC or something like that, I'm not saying they're any better than anybody else. But what I am saying is that they have solid programs, solid training and name recognition. And when you can bring in guys with name recognition into a neighborhood like that, that maybe won't see national talent like that unless they leave 
it does really build a, a sense of esteem and pride in those departments to be able to host and have people like that on their training grounds, teaching them or educating them about the latest and greatest. And there's something to be said for that because I watched it firsthand that these students, the interaction with 75 students on the, on the training ground with the instructor staff that you had nationally recognized instructor staff guys from all over the country. Right. It makes it, yeah. it makes a difference because they had this really hands-on approach with the smaller number of students. There was this interaction, this intimate like interaction between instructor and student where the, everybody got hands-on, everybody had the influence of those instructors uh, and, and felt that influence and truly watching the, a lot of the conversations and if you will, Todd Edwards uh, term hot wash, right? After each evolution, watching the instructors talk with the people that attended that weekend and, and people that just went through that scenario and how they broke it down and talked to them. It was cool, man. And I was just like a, a fly on the wall watching all of this and being a part of it. Um, and I was honored to be there. And I, I thought it was just a really powerful weekend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to, I selfishly, I got to catch up with a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, but I also got to meet a tremendous amount of people that I think are what this fire service is built on. I'm talking about the chiefs of the Fairhope, you know, Alabama fire department. These guys are as genuine and loving of the job as anyone. And these guys are volunteer fire chiefs that live for the volunteer fire service and they are squared away. Their department's squared away. And for them to host you know, national talents and guys like yourself and your training company and, and the cadre that comes with that. I mean, it's just a powerful equation. And those guys have to be walking on cloud nine after an event like that, knowing that they brought some national pride to their small town. And I think that that really matters. Yeah, I agree. And one thing, like I, I posted about it because it was guys from my job that are huge mentors to me. When I, when I talk about like the examples I got to take, I just took for granted. Yeah. These were two of them. But by being local, we had, a, we had a bunch of guys from my job in the class, and two of our most senior officers in our job, they're both probably the two most one, two of the most respected officers currently in our job. They're both getting close to the end, both have over 30 years. They showed up just to watch for a little while to support their guys that were in the class. And by being local, you're able to do that. And to me, not just the leadership example that that is, but what does that actually do for those guys for the rest of their career that they see these guys? One of them drove over an hour to come watch his guys train for a little while. Yeah. The other one about 40 minutes. Like, what does that do to that might change the entire trajectory of their career 100%. to see that level of leadership that says, man, I'm just going to come out and support you. I'm going to come out and watch to show you I care about you and developing you and I support you. And the fact that you're out here and they were they were busting their ass to get better. And they, their, their bosses, who everybody on our job knows, you know, how respected these guys are, gave up their weekend to go out there and watch their guys train. What does that do for the rest of their career? And to me, again, I took advantage of it. That shows that these guys really understand their influence as leaders within the job. Yeah. And they, they use it in the right way. They know what that means to those young guys when they show up like that and give their day up. I love and it. they do it. Yeah. So being local – you're able to make that, like I said, taking care of home. That's only going to make my job better. And my biggest thing, I like these guys are leaving. They they had a huge impact on my career, my life. I want I want them to know when they leave, like our job's in good hands and it's being taken care of. And by them being able to come out and see that with their guys, to me, it's it's going to do that. But it's also going to increase it because they're able to come out, 
because it's local and make that impact on their guys and show, man, I care about you. I care that you're out here busting your ass to get better. I want to see you develop and get better, and I'm going to support you. So by being local, it allows that to happen. I think that goes a long way as well. It sure does, man. It's that give and take. But, I mean, you're laying the foundation for which we want our next generation to believe in the fire service, right? And that these guys, these senior guys, these more influential guys that are on the job took time out of their day to come see the next generation perform, if you will, see what they're learning, see what they're going through, see what this conference is all about. They get rejuvenated out of that too, right? As, as much as these guys are, you know, the ones that you want to talk about, the guys that we want to emulate and follow on the fire ground and how they carry through their career, they also need excitement every once in a while too. And, and, and they get rejuvenated by watching that next generation get fired up and come through. That's what's exciting about what you're doing, right? I mean, the Alabama firefighters, uh, training foundation is exactly that and more. And I, I think that, you know, for you to recognize you want to bring more to the table and you're doing it out of your own time and effort and it takes you away from your family and you're paying it back to your home state, I think matters. Yeah, and it, for me, it, it's just doing what other people did for me in my own way. You know what I mean? These guys gave me everything just by coming to work and that's my way to pay it back to them. Um, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that lets anything fall off when they're gone. So uh, that's my way of giving it back to them is I came up going through these conferences and knowing these people that teach and they gave me opportunities. Yeah. So it was my way to, to, to give back what the, what my mentors gave to me in my own way. And then also to be able to do the same thing for other people wow, that that's... these Ray McCormack, Kurt Isaacson, all these guys did for me, they gave me an opportunity to go out and teach with them and, what I did with it was, was on me, but they gave me the opportunity. And by having this foundation with our goal of eventually doing something every single month around the state, whether it's a free class or a big conference, I can give a lot of people opportunities just like other people gave me. So, again, it's just just another way for me to give back the way someone, you know, well, gave let, to me, me, let me tell you Tom something. Edwards, Kurt Isaacson, Steve Robertson, Ray McCormack. Hell yeah. Those guys gave me a chance. So yeah. I want to be able to give give that to other people as well. Well, let me tell you this. I watched you do that firsthand. You had a couple of your guys next rising stars that uh, that ride with you, work with you. Uh, and so on. And I'll tell you, man, I had a blast with them. And to watch these younger guys be excited about, you know, showing what they know or or pushing that conference forward, you are giving those opportunities to that next generation. And to be able to have, a, you know, a foundation that allows for that, brother, well done, man. It was cool to watch. It was really cool to watch. Yeah, I'm blessed to work with them, man. I got good people. Um, it's easy to go to work with those guys. They, yeah. they love the job. They're highly motivated. All they care about is doing a good job. And some of them have promoted out and now they're doing it in their own way, which is great. It's spreading. And you, you got to, you got to see it firsthand. I mean, I between did. instructing, helping the instructors or in the class, we had about 17 people from my job there. Our, our future's bright. You know what I mean? I mean, we might have our bumps and bruises, but you saw our next generation and our future's bright. And I try to think of things like Steve Robertson said it. So to quote him, but like, he says it all the time and it makes sense. Just remember, we're training our future chiefs. Yeah, I love that. So that's the way I look at it. Like, I might not have a, a desire to go above where I'm at. I love where I'm at as a company officer. Maybe one day it's in the, in the cards, maybe it's not. But I don't mind training the next generation of chiefs because if we train them right, they're going to still let us do their job. They're not going to change what we're built on. That's right. They're going to expect us to do it the right way. So if you look at it that way, Steve says it and it always kind of clicks in my head like, if you think about that, you're changing your next gen, you're training the next generation of chiefs. That's powerful in what you're going to do for your job 
or the culture around you in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, brother, you're laying a foundation with the foundation. So talk about that a little bit. How can we support? How can we help out? Where can we find out more information about the Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation? All right. So well, the easy ones are social media. Uh, Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation is on both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we do have, we have a website where we have all our classes listed um, and what we've done in the past. So Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation dot com. Um, as far as the events, we you know, any way we can offset costs, we try to translate back to the students. So we try to do we do try to give, you know, um, a social media kind of uh, recognition if anyone wants to support an event or come out and have a table at the event and, uh, at the event themselves and show off your your products and things like that. And that goes towards that's how we give the discounts for people from the state of Alabama. Um, and then obviously, like I said, I want to give people opportunities as well. So if you have a good message, you know, when we start getting busier with we're able to do more as we, we generate, we build more of our funding base up and we can do more of these events, you know, reach out. And if we have an opportunity to help somebody get their message out and you have a solid message, you know, we'll, we'll put that opportunity out there for you. Um, and that's why we built the, like I told you earlier, that's, that's why we built the, the board of directors around yes. the foundation the way we did. And a lot of people might sit there and go, why do you only have like three out of seven people from the state of Alabama being myself, my wife and Joe Pettis. Um, but what we did is Todd Edwards and his wife, they're very involved in the fire service in Alabama. He retired out of Atlanta but he does a ton of training nonstop in the state of Alabama and everything we've ever done in the state. He's always been a part of supported, whether he taught for free, everything like that. And he, he did a lot for the state of Alabama. He's yep. very involved, yep. but also you've got Mickey. Mickey comes down here with me a lot. He teaches in the state of Alabama a lot. Uh, Howard's been in teaching in the state of Alabama, but also what it did was it gave us a network as we want to bring more instructors in that we can really vet the message and make sure we're putting the right message out I love that. that we're not just saying, you know, I've read this guy's article or I read this guy's Facebook post or, you know, I saw one class we can reach out and they, Oh man, I heard, I heard this guy or this girl speak at three different events, man. The message is solid. We need to get them in there. It gives us more resources to find who we should bring in to present the correct message and also to, to help vet the process. If we have a lot of people to pick from, to say this is the, these are the right ones. We've got to get this message across with what's going on. I mean, I can tell you that I'm really excited about it. But we're giving away a free um, class in June. Nice. I didn't mention it earlier because I wanted to specifically. I knew we were going to talk about uh, kind of how we're we're developed our board, and I wanted to bring Nikki up with this specifically. But you know, we're going to have one in June. We're giving away at our union hall because I think it's an awesome message for a union to support, and our union was 100% behind it. We're going to bring in Steve Gillespie, retired out of the FDNY, yep. to talk about his message, which was he, just him simply wanting to break the stigma around PTSD and first responders. And he's got a strong story about it. And the That's way right. that came about was having this network, not just in the state of Alabama, for how we vet it. We vet the instructors. And it was, it was simply Mickey call, calling me saying, man, I think we need to do this. This would be great for the foundation. Yeah, let's make it happen. Cool. So by spreading that 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 wing out to not just our state, it gives us more opportunities to find the best messages to bring. Yeah, I love it, man. That's powerful, and you're making a change. I mean, you're you're pushing it forward, and that is, you know, we all do it in our ways, and uh, and you are certainly with the foundation. You are certainly making an influence on, you know, your home state, and uh, and man, I I give you a lot of props, and I really appreciate you for including us, and we're going to be involved. 
moving forward, we're going to be doing a lot of different things, and I fully support you in the mission of the foundation. Um, and I just want to thank you for including us um, early on. And um, yeah, you know, brother, 100% appreciate that you wanted to be. Yeah, well, come on, man. I mean, it's doing the right thing, and when you're doing the right thing, it's doing the right thing, and um, and that's what you're doing. And to watch the impact that you know, two weeks ago when I was there, to watch the impact of that conference on the people that were there and the message they got to take away from that, the friendships we made, the laughs we had, the hands we shook. I mean, all of it, and and the camaraderie and brotherhood that goes along with it. I made some friends down there that will be lifelong friends, and it's that's what this is all about. And I can't stress that enough about how important it is to get out seek training seek events because it's not just the hands-on and practical and and brain knowledge but it's also the friendships the camaraderie and everything else that goes with it and i promise you you said it before i agree with you 100 percent, man we're gonna leave the job better than we found it for sure and uh and you're doing that with the foundation brother well done yeah i, I appreciate it brother just just trying to do, you know, our part. And it's not just me. Like I said, it's a whole team. I get it. Uh, there's there's seven names on it, but there's there's 100 people. You know, there's out of those those 100 people, 93 aren't showing their face. But there's a ton of people from the Steve McAvoy, Mike Smith, Bubba Boshe, Seth Blitch, Jam, James Stallings that showed up to help, uh, to all the Fairhope guys that built everything. And they yes. do that every single year. Yeah. We roll in, that place is ready. They work on it. The amount of work they put in is incredible. If you've never heard about it, go look up the pictures and videos of the different events we've done at Fairhope's Training Center in the last four years that we've been doing this hands-on weekend and look at how much their training center's developed and then understand that's a 100% volunteer fire department that's doing that. These guys are dedicated. There's no way we could pull this off without them. They're as big a part of what we're doing as we are. Uh, they just don't, they don't take, you know, they don't have their face on on the flyer as the instructor, you know, but there, it's not just me. It's not just the local guys. It's not just the seven of us that are on the board. There's a hundred people involved in this and they all deserve the credit. Not me. Yeah, uh, I get it. I'm, I get it. I man. just kind of put it together, but these guys are as big of it as any of us. Well, so it takes one, it takes, them. it takes one guy to get the momentum going. And, um, and so it's okay to take a little bit of credit for it. Obviously you have a big team behind you and your board, but you know, you're the guy out front. And, um, yep. and it, and it shows. And I, I had a first, you know, I had a front row seat to it and a firsthand experience with you and the foundation. I'll tell you that what you're doing is making a difference and you're pushing a job forward. So well done, brother. I truly appreciate you and your friendship and your commitment to making the job better. Yeah. Same brother. hundred percent. Awesome. Thank you for jumping in today. We're going to, we're going to splice in some clips and so on of that week when we or that weekend when we were down there, but I wanted to just get the mission of the foundation out there. So people understood what it was all about. And the fact that, you know, you're doing this, you know, to push the job forward on your terms. And I just love it. You're giving back and that's what it's all about, man. So keep up the, keep up the hustle and uh, super proud to call you a friend and a brother. And thank you for including us at National Fire Radio. And we'll certainly be involved as, as the foundation moves along. We'll be right there with you and whatever we can help with. You know that. So thanks for joining me today, Anthony. I appreciate you, brother. No, anytime, bro. I appreciate it. Good. Thank you. Hang right there. And then I'm going to sign yep. off and come right back. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in to the National Fire Radio podcast. You know, today's topic was fantastic. The Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation not-for-profit based on providing training for their own home state. Anthony Rowett, his board, and the crew that round out the foundation do an incredible job. I had a front-row seat of it two weeks ago, and I'll tell you that what I saw I want to be a part of going forward. Bringing in training, bringing in nationally recognized talent into the state of Alabama to push the job forward. 
That's what it's all about is making this job better. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to put the links in the bio. We'll put the links in the comments so you can find the foundation, see when their next training is, as well as seeing if you are interested in donating or offering a sponsorship to the not-for-profit because it does help and it does make a difference. So thanks for tuning in. Take this conversation back to the kitchen table and talk about it because when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. This episode's brought to you by Fast Rescue Solutions. Fast Rescue Solutions was created with the mission to develop products and training that surpass currently accepted industry standards and that meet the operational challenges of the real world. Their vision is, always has been, and always will be to revolutionize rescue and save lives. Fulfilling both the mission and the vision, the Fast Board is a disruptive technology in rescue. Invented by 28-year Philadelphia firefighter Eric Allen, with over 20 years in the Philadelphia Fire Department Special Operations Command. He is a game changer. His crew is game changing, victim in firefighter rescue and survival. The national average time for rescuing a downed firefighter is 15 to 20 minutes using five or more people. The fast board has the ability to reduce that time to five minutes or less using only two or three members. That is 500 times faster than the national average. Originally designed to get down firefighters out of a basement, the fast board has been proven effective in nearly every rescue scenario. RIT can find space, trench, ice, and water rescue, hazmat, mass casualty, and the list goes on and on. Its simplicity and versatility make it a game changer. For a virtual demo or more information, visit their website at www.fastrescuesolutions.com and tell the crew you heard about them on the National Fire Radio channel. Eric and his crew at Fast Rescue Solutions have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. Check them out. Hey, everybody. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Here we are on scene in Fairhope, Alabama. My first time in Alabama. I'm here with some good friends. All three of you have been on the podcast with me before. Uh, I consider you guys treasures to me and every individual that I meet on the podcast and then throughout uh, our content creation and, and it, we form friendships and brotherhoods and I just absolutely love it. So Anthony, thank you. Anthony Rowett, right to my left, Brandon Strickland, and then I have Todd Edwards as well. Anthony, tell me why we're all here, brother. So we're here. This is the South Alabama Firefighter Hot Weekend. It's the third year we've done it, but the first year we've done it under the Alabama Firefighters Training Foundation. It was a, a group of people came together and decided to put together a nonprofit that had the goal of bringing training to the state of Alabama, that everything would be open to everybody, but it would be affordable and local to firefighters in the state of Alabama. So that was the goal with it. And this was the first big class we decided to launch it off with. I love it, honored to be here. You brought in some dear friends of yours as well. Brennan, talk to me a little bit about this weekend, man. What does it mean to you? I'm honestly humbled to be a part of this. There's some great guys here, fantastic instructors. Uh, being able to see the students come in and uh, listen to these guys teach and see them pick up, you know, something from it. Yeah. And be better afterwards. It's uh, it's awesome. I love it. I'm I'm tickled pink to be here. Honestly. Man, 75 students, right? We have yeah. 75 right, for right the weekend. That. Yeah, right about we that. We got we're running four different stations today. It's an all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So four different stations today. Tomorrow's gonna be four additional stations. 
Todd, talk to me about you, your training company. We're going to get back to Port City Fire Training in a minute, but talk, Todd, talk to me about yourself, why you're here this weekend, and what you guys are bringing to the table. Uh, really, my primary reason being here is just being humble and and just humble to be offered to come down and work with the guys I get to work with, uh, Roe Ed and Steve Robertson and Ray McCormack and Brandon, all, all these guys. I think one of the things that we really will be just amiss not mentioning is the uh, – department here yeah um they literally have built every prop that you see on the site they have built pretty much on for us uh we ask and they said what do you want to do well we want to do horrors oh no problem we're going to do this uh we're going to do vertical ventilation oh no problem we're going to build you a whole vertical ventilation prop uh, on there it's amazing what they've done here so uh Fairhope, uh Volunteer Fire Department, their chief, their uh, their members are just unbelievable to allow us to be a part of this and then the students are amazing. Yeah. We, we got guys from all over the region and uh, from Florida, Alabama, Georgia. They're all from all over. So it's been it's really cool to be down here with these guys. The training facility is excellent. The abilities of what you guys have been able to do back on the back of those of Fairhope. I mean, they've worked so hard for the last few weeks to get this uh, conference and this training center up and running for you guys to do what you wanted to do. Todd, you and your team with Anthony and Brandon, you guys and uh, Rico, you guys are doing uh, hoarder search, correct? Yeah, we're doing hoarder fire attack as well as search and rescue. We've got multiple victims in play on every evolution. Uh, we have just a, a mess of hoarder conditions. We've got the pass built in so they fall in the pass. Uh, really heavy fire conditions for them to have to reach that see the fire. We're really focusing on the communications, the leadership, when to open the nozzle, um, door control, uh, really good searches under those really bad conditions. And they're doing this, they're picking up so many little things about how to operate in, the, in just a totally different type of fire environment this weekend. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be doing the same thing, but we're going to be doing it under May Day and rapid intervention scenarios. Yeah. Uh, Taking a firefighter out of your engine room base, pretty simple. Going not be as simple tomorrow. Yeah, I, I really like what I'm seeing today, and I think my favorite part of, of what you guys have put together in this program is what you title the hot wash after the fact, right? Yes. Where it's so cool to watch you guys as the instructors come out, take your gear off, take a breather. I mean, we are in Alabama. It's a little warm, a little muggy here, right? <laughs> so you guys take your stuff off, and you, you grab a knee with the guys that were in the building and talk about what they did. There is incredible, like the last group that just came through, incredible back and forth. Anthony, tell me about the feedback you get from these guys when you do weekends like this. What does that do to help you push your programs forward? Yeah, well, one, it just motivates you to keep doing it when you have a lot of guys come tell you and they, they look forward to this every year. Uh, I have guys that are on the instructor group here that they look forward to this class every year, and we have students that come back every year. They tell us how much they're looking forward to coming to Fairhope and what these guys do with this facility, like Todd said, that they get something new every time, and it's a new challenge every time because they have new props. It's not just the same building. Everything's different every time, so that's motivating for it. And then when you get the feedback of that, you get the email that they did something they yeah. learned here and it worked at a fire yeah. and things like that, that it really just makes you want to keep doing it. Yeah, Brandon, the interaction between student and instructor, I mean, I, I try to find a better word than student because I don't think they're students. They're here to learn, but they're already they're already good at their craft. They just want to take it further. They want to push themselves more. I know that's important to you, personal growth and push on the fire ground with your the Smoke Divers program that you're affiliated with and so on. So what is that like for you, watching the students come out and then doing that breakdown, that hot wash, and really diving into strategies and tactics, their thought processes, and everything that went into the evolution they did? Uh, to me, that, that's probably the best part because you get to – 
you watch them in there and you kind of figure out what you think they're thinking. And then when they come out and they explain, well, this is why I did this, this is why I did that, and just be able to curb them a little bit in one way or another, you know. And I've learned several things already myself here watching. You know, it's it's really cool to be a part of it, honestly. Yeah. Well, it is a great weekend, Anthony. Thank you for putting that together with the Fair Hope Volunteer Fire Department. We're going to get uh, – I want to get the grab the Chiefs. They're going to come over on the next segment. We're going to chat with them because I want to hear about their culture and why this is so important to them. You know, they have national talent here. You guys are all rock stars in the fire service and pushing the word forward through training and conference and lectures. But you also have other guys here, Steve Robertson, Ray McCormack, Mickey Farrell. Like, there's – and the list goes on and on of just recognized people – that want to do more for the fire service. And, you know, small town Fairhope, Alabama has them in town this weekend. It's pretty cool, man. So, yeah, there's a camera there, Chief. All right. I love it. I love it. Come on, say hello. That's Brian Crow from Fayetteville, Georgia. There he is. I love it. I love it. So we are we are shooting right from the fire ground here. So, you know, listen, man, this is what it's all about, the brotherhood, the friendship, a lot of laughs. I'm going to let you guys go. Anthony, thank you for including National Fire Radio on this weekend, man. Uh, we're documenting a lot of the training, and we're going to push that out over the next few weeks, as well as just capturing conversations with guys yeah. here. And uh, I really appreciate you having us. No, brother, I appreciate weekend. you coming down. Uh, this means the world, truthfully. And I, I, I truthfully enjoy being around all of you. You guys make me better. You make this job better. Keep up the good work. And uh, thank you, you fellas. Yeah. Appreciate you yeah, guys. Appreciate thank you. It, sir. Thank you. Hey, everybody, Jeremy National Fire Radio, live from Fairhope, Alabama. I don't think I would have ever found my way here if it wasn't for Anthony Rowett and the training network that's here in Alabama. And that's what got us down here this weekend to document the training weekend. You three gentlemen sitting here are the main reason why everybody is here. Chief Chris Ellis. Chief, thank you for having me. Great to have you. Appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. I got First Assistant Chief David Thomas, and I got Second Assistant Chief... Dalton Combs. That's us. We're here. Love it. (laughs) Chiefs, Chris, let me start with you, brother. Chief of Department, man. I know this is a very proud and honored volunteer to fire department. It is. And I love that. And I know the culture is strong. The training culture is very strong. Obviously, you guys have a beautiful training facility here. A lot of great things are happening this weekend. Talk to me about how this whole weekend came about. So, four years ago, uh, we brought Todd down here, Todd Edwards down here to do a... uh, autism class for his his uh breaking barriers class right and after class he and uh anthony rowette just walked around the drill field looking and and said asked us that day if we could put together an actual hands-on class a hot class um for the next year yeah and so that's that's where the first year or the second year came about and we've been honored to host it ever since yeah it's it's a i'm telling you from what i've seen so far today it's unbelievable the hospitality has been great too but the training is top shelf david talk to me a little bit about the training grounds and um why the training is so important for your guys um so as you know we're 100 percent volunteer so all of our guys we do this on just tuesday nights it's when we train um we all come after our nine to five and come down here and train and we want our guys to have the best top-notch facility and get to get the training that you know we deserve um, we, as Chris and Dalton can tell you, this, the, this whole training center itself has changed and evolved over the past three years. This training, bringing it down here to us has actually made us come out and reach out. I love it. And start building more props, yeah. getting more training here. So yep. this is just the start of hopefully what's more to come. 
Well, that's, that's fantastic. Dalton, talk to me also. Parallel that conversation a little bit. Tell me about how important it is for your guys to feel the presence of strong instructors to be here and share a national message, if you will. Yeah, I mean, for us, you know, we were fortunate enough to go to FDIC last year. Um, so some of our guys got to see some of those bigger names. Um, having them here means a ton for us. You know, we believe in our guys. Um, this is something that they've requested for us to do, and uh, we're 100% behind it. You know, we, we will continue to, to bring these guys as long as they're willing, and we'll build as many props and do whatever we have to do to, to continue for them to be here. And it should be said, too, that, um, you know, you think about volunteer fire departments, and you think, oh, small town fire. You guys are not small town. You're not a slow department. You're running over, what, 1,200 calls That's a year correct. or more, yes, right? Yes, sir. 100% home response volunteer program. You guys are squared away, you know, and from what I see in, in this weekend, it means that you buy into your people. It means that you believe in your firefighters and your firefighters believe in the three of you as the as the leadership team of this fire department. A weekend like this speaks volumes to who you guys are. Yes, sir. Uh, just we we believe in them and I, we, we hope they believe in us because yeah. they, they put us up here for the last four years. Uh, yeah. But uh like Dalton said earlier, um, whatever we can do to to make make our guys stronger to better serve our citizens is yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah, well, that's great, man. Well, the citizens of Fairhope should be proud of a dedicated volunteer fire department like yourselves. I appreciate absolutely it. appreciate you guys opening your doors and sitting and talking with me today and just welcoming myself as well as all the instructors in. Um, you guys are running the top top shelf department, man. So keep up the good hustle. Keep making training important and uh, keep buying in your people because uh, that matters. It matters more than you guys, than you know. So, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank awesome. you, sir. Chiefs, thank you, man. I'm sitting sitting with three Chiefs, man. This is uh, pretty powerful. Usually usually when I'm sitting with three Chiefs, I'm in trouble. So, this, is, this is good. So, fellas, thank you very much, and thanks for having us here, man. Appreciate thank you, it. Thank you. Thank you.